You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran in that place and take the <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, welcome to the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. You can also go to the Martin Houston Radio Network on Facebook at Martin Houston Fan Page at Martin Houston Live as well as, excuse me, uh, YouTube, Martin Houston Live, at Martin Houston 5 on Twitter. Uh, It is a beautiful Monday morning. We're live, local, and ready to get things going. I want to invite you to get in on the conversation at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. Once again, 205-342-9904. Or you can chat us up. Uh, on the social media outlets, and hey, listen, <laughs> I know everybody's probably out there thinking, oh, man, he sounded like he got a smile in his voice. That's right, I do, because we still got the W. Sometimes those types of games happen, and what am I talking about? Alabama escaping from Austin, Texas, with the narrowest of wins, uh, game-winning field goal. Uh, at 20 to 19 by Mr. Reliable, uh, Will Reichert. Ironic that Nick Saban talking about, uh, how big of a weapon he was last week and how, how glad he is he's on our team. Well, really glad that he was on our team because I could not stand the possibility of losing to Auburn twice in the same year. What am I talking about? The Auburn, the field goal kicker for <laughs> for uh, the Texas Longhorn last name, Auburn, and I thought Auburn was going to do it to us again, but uh, Riker took care of that. Today's show, we're going to talk about good, bad, and ugly, key takeaways, um, not just Alabama, but the impact of the weekend 
impact of transfer portal potentially on football and the way we're watching football? And do we need to adjust our eye gauge uh, in order to um, stay on top of things? Also, uh, we're we're looking at uh, you know the need Alabama's biggest concerns after week two need for a deep threat need for a play call man what what how are you feeling right now as Bama Nation and let me throw this caveat in there at Joe callers listeners is it Bama not good as we thought or is Sarkeesian doing what Saban did potentially at Alabama? Has he turned that program around? And once again, I throw out to you, has the portal helped him get there quicker than he would have otherwise? Uh, last year, Texas was good on offense, top 20 team offensively. And Saturday, Gary Patterson, former TCU coach, who is used to coaching up against bigger opponents. And did we see the Bo Davis effect on Saturday? All of those things go into this conversation. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. X, what about this whole, oh, Texas is not good, so they're not ranked, they're ranked low. Oregon is great. Because they were ranked in the preseason, therefore Georgia is much better. See, there's so many things that can go into today's conversation. And I'm going to open up the phone line. We're going to talk to you about it. But before we do that, we do it every day here. We want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Hey, just so you know, we did win Saturday. We did. We won Saturday. Just so. We, we did so barely, but a win's huh? a win. Do that now? Barely, but a win's a win's a win. Hey, listen, I have a Georgia fan that likes to send me stuff, and I sent them a, a little celebration uh, emoji, like the birthday emoji blowing the thing. And I said, we'll be glad to give you all that number one spot. Y'all can run with it all year. But the only one that's going to matter is one in January. Uh, and and then uh, um, I said, by the way, we did win. And we could have been the Aggies or the Irish. <laughs> so, so a win is a win. So hey, we're going to get to a lot of stuff, but we got some callers already jumping in. So let's go ahead and bring them into the conversation. Uh, good morning, uh, Curtis Lewis. You're in on the Alabama One Hotline. Uh, on the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin and Xavier. This is what I would call Pink Slip Day. This is Pink Slip Day right here. Hold on. Hold on. You already firing people? I'm firing a lot of people. Yes, sir. I'm Pink Slip, and I'm not going to thinking about either before the season started. It's going all against the Kool-Aid. Y'all know who y'all are. But, first off, Let's look at the play calling. The play mm. calling from the defense, from the offensive side first. Bill O'Brien, you are fired. <laughs> it makes no sense to call the plays you are calling. How many bubble screens did we run? At one point in time, when are you going to fake that bubble screen and hit them guys over the top? 
you can't say we don't have a deep threat. All of our receivers, since we got rid of some of the slow guys, are plus four, 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 three guys. We can get over the top. You just not scheme. Hold on right there, because I, I want uh, X, I'll let you respond to, because to, 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 Curtis and I communicated a little bit Saturday. So I'll let you respond first, then I'll give a quick response, and then I'll let Curtis talk again. Go ahead, X. Curtis, I agree. The play calling was extremely questionable. They did nothing to try to break that soft zone. So I think it was a big part of the way Texas was able to come up, come up, come up, but we never made them truly play the deep ball. No. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing for me. I'm looking and going, you, you do, does he not understand that that football field is 100 yards long? You got to back him out. And, and, they, and they challenged us. Here, here's, here's what was interesting to me. They challenged our receivers. Gary Patterson yep. saw something on film that said, until they do it, I think we can load the box and load – be seven to ten yards from the line of scrimmage with seven guys within three to four yards of the line of scrimmage, stop their run, and make them beat us with the pass. He challenged Bryce Young, and uh, Bill O'Brien did not do anything to help him. I, I, I'll let you go go again, uh, Curtis, because I know you had a couple more things, and then we'll, we'll get to the next caller. Go ahead. Okay. Pink slip number two, the wide receiver group. You mm. are fire. You cannot get off the line to save their lives. It's like they were, the guys were just chucking them at the line, and they disappeared. They couldn't get into their route. Like, at some point in time, you've got to have some dogs as your wide receiver. We do not have one dog on that starting group. And dropping balls, Prentice ran right through the zone. Right through the zone. I mean, sit down, boy. Sit down in the zone so the man can hit you with that ball. Where are you going? It's like you're trying to go get a Coke and a hot dog. So let the man hit you with the ball. And now, and, and the man throwing the ball, Bryce. Bryce came through for us. He did. But Bryce, if you don't put that pretty boy strolling toward the sideline, man, he's going to run. You need to tuck and run. Don't stroll across it. You got to get your clock cleaned out. So it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you got to tuck it, tuck it and run. Don't stroll toward it. They're going to hit you. And they're hey, going to hit you. I watched a high school game um, Friday night. Um, guys, and listen to this, Curtis. They actually talked about that in high school. They said Bryce Young would break out of the pocket, take off run, and then he would slow down to draw penalties at the uh, out-of-bounds line. And so when I watched the game Saturday, he did exactly the same thing, but he never – he, 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 first of all, if he gets hit on that sideline and they get to him, it's going to be it's going to be he's going to wish he hadn't. But they said that that was what he did in high school, and I thought that is so interesting. Mm. And then yes, then watching the game Saturday, you saw it. Go ahead, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and I'll let you wrap it up. Okay, the next thing is going to you know who our favorite DC in the world, Pete. You got to get a cool golden golden. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. Now, we know he was going up against Stark. And going up against Stark and Golden, it just makes – it's like a, a monkey with a bat. You ain't going to win that game. You can't win it like that. You got two of the best rushers in the game, but you got them stagnant. You got them sitting up like – like anybody can sit there and run double teams on them guys and take them out the plays. 
But you got to move them around. And you got to have and quit playing DJ Fluffy. Why is DJ Fluffy still have a Christmas uniform? It makes no sense. That boy can't hold a gap to save his life. It makes absolutely no sense why DJ Fluffy keep getting on that field. But he said that gets blown out the line every time. Blown out the line. It's like Charmin trying to stop a windstorm. It makes no sense. So, and you got some motors out there. All right, Curtis. I'm going to get to another call, but go ahead, Alex. I'll let you respond. Thanks, Curtis, man. Pink Slip. We may have to to make that a segment, Pink Slip Friday. I mean, Monday, who you firing? (laughs) All right, sir. Y'all have a good one. (laughs) Go ahead, Alex. Watching that game, you're looking at B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson had 21 carries for 51 yards. None of the running backs were affected. In the, the run game, because fifty-one yards, Xavier, is we hit him at the line or in the backfield on on fifteen multiple plays. And he still and he still got yards. But the defense couldn't. Our defense is not a very good tackling defense when it comes to a tough running back because Bijan and uh, number five and number, number two did the same thing. We did not tackle them. None of them. No one. No, and that's what I'm saying. I, we know Curtis got a thing for DJ Dale. DJ Dale made a couple big plays in that game. And you even look at Jalen Moody. Jalen Moody made a couple plays as well in, in that game that if everybody else makes makes tackles on the next play or don't let quarterbacks get loose who can barely run, yeah, we, I, I don't we, think DJ had a bad lot, game. There was a lot of – it wasn't just the number of penalties. I don't think – I think every penalty we made was at a critical moment, like third down uh, for us or a uh, critical moment when we were on offense that would, would change the play calling. Uh, we, our penalties were really bad. Hey, we're going to go ahead and get the break here, Pat. Uh and other, hold on, we'll get you guys coming out of the uh, uh, quarter, kicking off the second uh, quarter. We'll get to you guys directly out of that. And, and, and I want to go ahead and address something. I, w- I, w- I want people to understand how football is played. I know that you, you we say, man, if Quinn Ewers hadn't got hurt, this is what would have happened. Guys, you never know when things like that. Uh, that that's the same thing. If you say that about Quinn Ewers, you got to go back and say the same thing about Texas. I mean, uh, the national championship. So we need to go ahead and admit Colt McCoy in Texas would have beat Alabama in 2009. And then you go ahead and say, okay, if we don't win in 2009, Nick Saban doesn't go on the run, he's on. Listen, playing football just like Georgia, we, we could have beat Georgia even though we lost our wide receiver if A.J. Uh, Ajay Hall don't drop that ball at the – at the five-yard line. So, uh, Quinn Ewers was playing well. Um, but does Quinn Ewers even get to that point, guys, if we don't jump off sides twice in the first drive on third and long? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like we, we did things a couple times in the first drive that gave them. Now, what I will say is Sark didn't play around. Sark went deep. And it looked like we were beat every time, but those passes weren't completed. But it spread us out. We never did it. He did it on the first drive. 
That's the difference in how to how to call a football game. Come back on the other side. The phone lines are full. We'll get to you guys on the other side. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Monday morning with a wreck on 2059 eastbound between mile marker 81 and 82. This is just past the University Boulevard exit. Expect serious delays headed out toward Mercedes. Or done. Final days to save up to $1,201 on this Samsung bespoke refrigerator in September 14th. Offer valid August 25th through September 14th. See store or online for details. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A small chance of a shower this morning, otherwise partly to mostly sunny today with a fresh north breeze, the high 83. Clear and cool tonight, the low 57. And for tomorrow, a beautiful day, sunny and less humid, the high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We got the phone lines lit up. Hey, guys, and because we have so many guys on the phones, I'm sorry I'm going to have to uh, get you on and in and out uh, really quick, give you a minute and a half or so to, to make your point and, and not interrupt. So we're going to start things off with Pat. Uh, we want to hear from you. You're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. It is the Alabama Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Man, I would have gladly given just a little bit more of my time to Curtis. That uh, excellent call. <laughs> that uh, sure was. And, uh, hey, I oh, wanted to talk about the good, bad, and ugly. Anyways, we know the bad was definitely the penalties. Uh, Coach Saban said the jumping on side wasn't necessarily our fault. I don't know uh, how much I agree with that. But, uh, Oh, it still looked like lack of discipline uh, was an extreme factor. Even even from our superhero uh, Anderson, that uh, that that Bobo uh, Bo head caught. I mean, thing that he went over there and popped that boy after he was already you know pretty much down. That uh, you know, I mean, you can't do stuff like that. Fifteen yards kills you, kills you, Martin. What do you think? Uh, I, I totally agree that uh, I, I don't know. Uh, he, you know, I will give Saban credit. Saban said you don't know what type of load a horse can pull until you put, hook it on it, and, and and maybe he he knew what he had going out there, and maybe that's what his struggle was all week. But definitely, Pat, there was uh, some issues going on there, and they just didn't seem to be very focused. And I was surprised with the lack of discipline uh, by key players, key moments. But uh, uh, I will say this: we have got. Texas had a game plan. Man, Sark uh, game plan. Um, he he didn't have a full back in, 
But if y'all go back and watch that game, go see how he blocked Will Anderson. When I played fullback, there was always times, Pat, when I'd be going out on a route, and if the guy was getting past the tackle, I would just hit him with a shoulder. Huh? A little something extra. You're right. Yeah. Or if I was at wing back, I would hit him first, and then the tackle would set and pick him up second. And we we didn't really adjust to that. Um, And so there's a lot going on there. Uh, uh, Thanks, Pat. We got a couple of calls. I I, I understand. I appreciate you. But hey, man, we better watch out for that pirate over there. That that son of a gun is doing playing the quarterback. Right. I'm talking about the pirate at Mississippi State. He's doing fair on the darn quarterback, man. He put a, he put a whooping on Arizona that they ain't gonna forget. All right, yeah. y'all have a great right, one. Great, great from Alabaster. You in on the Alabama One Hotline? This is Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Good, good morning. I got three things. He was talking about the, uh, the the tackling and how we would hit him, and they still yeah. get two or three yards. I think that yep. was because we wasn't. We was never in, in exact position. Never had that head across the body, hitting the opposite shoulder. And so, once you do, once you're hitting from the in, in the middle of the chest plate, back inside, you're giving them leverage. So we never got leverage to get them outside to knock them backwards. So we're being a step slow there. Uh, the one, the one, you know, deep pass with with with, with Bill O'Brien is a, a question mark. But my biggest question mark is where did the, the RPOs go? Bryce Young in an RPO offense, then, I mean, whether or not we're taking, you know, the top off off the defense, we're putting the the, the linebackers and defensive line in a conflict. All right, do they rush upfield? Do they stagnate? You know, so, you know, if they're going to sit there and line up, you know, 15 yards off the ball, we got to force them to decide, are you stepping up? Are you stagnating, you know, and not going to get upfield? So, I mean, there's ways we could have worked around that had we done so. And then going back to the you know the last two drives, what we do? We went to you know uh, five uh, four wide receivers, one running back set, emptied them out, forced them to get out in space. And what we do? We pick them apart. It was that simple. Those little changes yeah. we could have done, and but the, and it been explosive. The other thing we that happened in that is Bryce decided to use his legs, though. Greg, he has True. to decide. He he. There were several times in that game where he. Well, we talked about in the first game, if he takes off running, he he creates his own RPO. That makes sense. If he yes, it run, does. If he runs, if he runs, like, instead of running sideways, that first time he got clipped at the sideline and missed the first down by, like, just inches, if he takes off when he gets out there, he, walk, he probably gets 20 yards instead of eight and a half. And, and then that puts the DBs in conflict. But you're right, RPOs, uh, non-existent. Uh, you put your quarterback in the same spot. So as a pass rusher, I did not have to slow down. I could play the run on the way to the quarterback because the quarterback exactly. was in the same spot every time. He was not deeper. He wasn't moving to his left. He wasn't rolling out. He wasn't RPOing. Literally, they lined up. And Bo Davis, the Bo Davis effect and the Gary Chapman effect showed up big time in that game. X, any comments before we let Greg go? Yeah, I think it was a big thing that Bryce didn't use his legs until late in the game. We talked about that after the game. And then you look at the fact that there wasn't an RPO. There wasn't anything to make those guys 
think of something different. And part of that is between uh, Jameer and Jace, they had 13, I mean, they had 15 carry. You're, you're not going to get any consistency. They're not going to look at those guys as a threat if you're not running them. Yeah, I agree. All right, Greg, uh, you got anything else, for, Greg, before I let you go? Uh, that's pretty much it. We just, yep. you know, we've got a third lap. Yeah. Good, good comments, Greg. Appreciate you, sir. Call back tomorrow. Alan, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on the Album One Hotline on Tide 100.9. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. Okay. Good morning. I'm in my crystal ball right now. I told you we got to get rid of the offense coordinator. He got to go. He got to go. He got to go. Pink slip Monday. Scott <laughs> Frost is, is fired. At the end of the season, he will be coming in as a special assistant to uh, to the offense. O'Brien needs to go back to the NFL where he came from. Scott Frost has, is a good offense coordinator. He's not a good head coach, but he's one heck of an offense coordinator. He will beat Alabama within the next two years, offense coordinator. And O'Brien, O'Brien, will, be, O'Brien will be gone. And, you know, Sarkazian said, he knew Alabama's ins and outs. He knew he knew our he knew the tendencies of our coach Saban, and he and he and he proved that. It was nothing yeah. that uh, he he knew he knew it. He was there for two what, two or three years, and he knew what Coach Saban did. So uh, he already knew what we were going to do. And also, and also, uh, everybody keeps jumping on, on on Bama, but I look at it like this: no matter who Bama plays, the Citadel, if they play if they're playing Auburn, they play in UAB, they play in Alabama and M. Everybody gonna get their a a game from them. Everybody, right. so they circle this game on the on their mouth. This makes or break a, uh, a guy's career. This could put somebody in a, in the league. Look at Jenny Manziel. Jenny Manziel had a heck of a game. That one in the Heisman Trophy. That one game when he played Bama won the Heisman, Heisman Trophy. So yep. Bama realizes that everybody gonna get their a a game. Uh, look at the field a couple years ago. They came on the came on the field. They were there what fourteen points at halftime, and they were jumping up and down like they won a national championship because they were only down by fourteen to Bama. So right. Bama has to realize that they're going to be every day. They're going to get the a day. They get people's a game, and you know when you line up offside, that's a mental thing. That is not. That's nothing to do with anything else. That is straight mental. And I'm out. All right, thanks, Alan. Uh, let's get to Robert before we get the break here. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston show. Uh, <laughs> on the album one hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Guys, yeah, uh, I remember somebody during the week saying, well, I don't care. We only win by one point as long as we win. Yeah, yeah, man. That winning by one point really feels good right now. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, hey for me, Robert, it does. Because here's here's what I want. I want somebody to prove to me that we played a bad Texas team. We think Texas – we we're, right now we're looking and going. Georgia's dominant because Oregon was ranked high, and and Alabama. Someone told who told us that Alabama was twenty one points better than Texas. Vegas, but we should be we shouldn't be one point better, just one point better than Texas. Who, why? That, that we, why? Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Was Alabama's Defensive, I mean, offensive line or Texas defensive line, the more physical, more dominant unit. Forget all of the other stuff happening. Who won the line of scrimmage? Alabama's offense or Texas's defensive line? 
the defense. Now, will they do this all season oh, against Arizona? If they, if they do, then yeah, I'm good with that. But I don't believe they hold will. On, hold on. Who won? Who won the defensive line? Who won? Who won the line of scrimmage? Just answer the question. Yes or no? Alabama or Texas defensive line? Alabama's offense or Texas? Texas, right? Texas defense. Yeah. Okay. Now let's flip it over. Who won the Who won the line of scrimmage? Texas's offensive line or Alabama's defensive line? Uh, it was kind of no, it wasn't close. Texas's Texas's offensive line dominated our defense. They dominated. They have more than, than they got more than nineteen points. So I would say no, 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 no. They dominated. If our DBs and stuff don't adjust to the deep ball, we weren't getting pressure. We weren't. We weren't stopping the run. I mean, if they, I think they could have ran the ball more. I think Sark just did some things, and we made, we started tackling better in space. But here's the point, Robert. I'm trying to make though is is if we had never, if there was no preseason rankings. And you took these two teams and put them out there to play. Who would you say was a better team? I think it was Texas was. But here's the thing, though: we shouldn't be one point better with that than them with our, with our talent. If we ever, if I could, and well, everybody with Bill O'Brien, we had Sarki or or Lane Kiffin, not just one point better than them. The problem is, I agree with that. But if yeah, yeah. Auburn had Nick Saban as their coach and we had Gus Malzahn, Auburn's a better program. That's right? Head coach. We're, talking about, we're talking about OC office coordinator. Yeah, but it's all coaching. I guess what I'm saying, yeah. Robert, and you and I usually don't disagree, but but what I'm saying is 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 you we're, we're saying yes, because they had Sark against uh Golding, and hey, listen, we're not talking about this. But defense did only give up 19 points with, with an offense that didn't have a single drive other than the long touchdown run until the last two drives. When we lost yeah. the national championship, everybody blamed Jalen Hurts because of how many plays the defense ran. But no one's blaming the offense for how many plays this defense uh, offense ran. Oh, yeah. Everybody's blaming the offense. The vast majority of the people I hear, in fact, even on this show, blaming Bill O'Brien. In fact, uh, you probably call the started out blaming Bill O'Brien, and he was called after losing. He's absolutely right. The, the, the hashtag Bill O'Brien sucks is trending for a reason. One more thing before I go. Another example of his incompetence. Right, you are fourth and one, less than half a yard. Number one, you got a shotgun, which is a problem in and of itself. Why yep. don't, aren't you, don't you have Jalen Milrow in there, your tank quarterback, who nobody on this planet can stop for one yard? You put, but you were your third string running back? The oh. smallest one. The smallest of all of them. The guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> hashtag is trending for a reason. <laughs> all right, guys, I'll catch you later. <laughs> hey, Robert, I love it, man. Appreciate you. All right. Hey, coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston show. Hey, listen, guys, I'm going to, hey, listen, I'm going to make you think when you call. Uh, I, I, I get it. Alabama won 20 to 19. We thought they were going to win by three scores. But if you ask the question, is Sark a good head coach? Yes, not as good as Saban, but 
pretty good head coach. He's proven that. Then you go down to talent. Alabama's probably the more talented team. So where's going to be the difference? Where's going to be the difference? OC versus DC and DC versus OC. Check Texas, check Texas. And maybe by a big margin. We'll finish that conversation. We'll also add the comments from our chat, and we'll get Xavier and Joe's thoughts as well. Stay tuned, Todd. We'll add you into the conversation on the other side. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard. Right- Cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-523-3030. 800-523-3030. 800-523-3030. Hello, this is Martin Houston with Awakening. The team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community-wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Woo! Roll Tide out there, everybody. We're the 19, number two in the land, and we're still undefeated. Uh you know, it's kind of rough to get the good, bad, and ugly because we got a lot of comments coming in today. Jerry uh, is more than a second, so I can't wait to listen and sit back and listen to all of the comments today. Uh, CJ Watson gave us a look good, bad, and ugly. Will Reichard, uh, Bryce Young, the last two drives, good. Everything else, bad, ugly, focus, and penalties. Uh, he won- Oh, CJ Watson, one of them says, if you hadn't gotten hurt, we would have lost something like 48 to 10. Um, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> and then a lot of people asking why wasn't uh, Gibbs in at running back? What did I say that is talented as this running back room X? What did I say was missing? You remember? A big power bag. I said we're going to miss Brian Robinson. We're going to miss him because we got a lot more talented room, but there's something that we're missing. And, hey, listen, but you can't go to the smallest guy on the team and be in a shotgun. At least, at least we were in pistol to start off with. X, and I said, me and Simeon both said, okay, at least they're in pistol. So that's a version of the eye formation. At least the running back's first steps will be downhill. Yep. Think about this. If you go back and look at that play, if, if Rodell's steps aren't sideways first, 
then there's a gap there. Oh, if if it's I mean, not sideways and he's going straight at the line, that cut he tried to make after going to his left, he probably walks in. I mean, but it was a sick. It was, it was, it was, it was. If if he ran that play the way we, now we had a play, but we bowed it. But we were going forward as we were bowing. We didn't have to step sideways and then start. We would go to the left, running toward the line of scrimmage. And as the defense flowed toward us, X, we would just bow, bend it back. It wasn't even a cut. It was really a bow. But because he hop stepped to his side, he had to hop step back to get to that gap. It's just, it's just, it's just small steps, small thing, and uh, and we walk in. But I don't understand how you go six yards backwards uh, to come forward for a half inch. Todd, thanks for your patience. You're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin. Um, roll Tide. Um, roll Tide. Yeah, you ask us one question to do before you went to break, and that you asked all the fans to uh, use our mind to, use, uh, to think, to think. And so what is it what is what is required to uh for us to think is for us to, to use our mind and, and I called in last week and you know these these, these guys they gotta get their minds right and our, our minds weren't right the whole game. It, it had spits and sputter and then of our minds right. Will Will Anderson, great player, but you know, and there was areas where his mind wasn't right. And um, yep. you know, uh, Gibbs got Gibbs got snatched when he missed that block that caused the Heisman Trophy winner to get drilled. And, you know, he never really kind of, uh, you know, had spits and spurts after that. So you can only imagine what's going through a young man's mind when you get snatched off the field. I guarantee it, he got blessed out for missing that block early on in the game. And yep. um, that was big. That was big, you know. But these kids are playing at light speed on the field, and we can critique it all week long. And, and man, we just got to continue to, su- to support them. You know, um, it just it goes to show nobody's giving – really giving that defensive coordinator over at Texas credit because I'm going to tell you what, that defense dominated. They flew around, and Alabama just thought they was going to roll out there and throw up 21 points over them just because they're Alabama. And we, we all seen that's not going to happen. Um, hey, let me, let me so, ask you this question, Todd. Do you, did you see anything that made you think that Alabama was superior talent-wise when you watched a game Saturday? <clears throat> Only the spurts where where Alabama had to do what they had to do, and Bryce Young showed why he's the Heisman Trophy winner. That is the only time that it happened. Other than that, Texas dominated the game, man. I'm roll tied all day long. I bleed crimson, you know, but um, it, so, hey, they so, dominated. So, so other than when Bryce used his legs as a runner and, 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 and everything, or his – his legs to extend plays because his touchdown pass, the reality of his touchdown pass was he was in trouble and used his legs and made an unbelievable pass. Um, yeah. And then he used – I don't even know how he managed not to have his right knee go down when that guy hit went over his back. And then he runs the ball. Uh Talent-wise, you could. There was no huge, distinctive difference, in my opinion, from what you saw. Now, I'm not saying we're not more talented, but here's the thing: I tell people this all the time. Confidence, confidence is the missing ingredient in most games in college athletics. 
when you take the big dogs. When a team gets confidence against a team that is supposed to be superior, it's hard to stop them if they have the talent to execute. And that's what happened Saturday. That's what concerns me about Georgia in the future because they now know that they can beat us. That's what happened when Clemson played us. They said, we can beat these guys. And since then, they have. Okay? So, uh, I, I just think confidence, and that's what you saw. And then when you add coaching to it, whoo, they just flat out coached us. All right, Todd, I'll give you coaching thoughts, and then we'll, we'll, we'll switch over. Go ahead. Hey, Martin, one last thing for me. Um, you know, the best thing that ha- best thing happened that could have happened um, Saturday was us, us go to number two. I'm going to go to number two because now, you know, <laughs> that guarantee of savings going in that locker room, the first people he's chewing out is the coaching staff to get their minds right. And, and then now, now we're going to get hungry. I'm going to be hungry now. Right. I, I think getting away with the win uh, – at this point in the season, probably the best thing that could have happened for this team um, early in the season is to have that type of game and still get the win. I think that was huge. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. You said something real quick that it, it, when you when you have the talent, Alabama, in my opinion, is the more talented team on paper. But when it comes down to it, execution beats talent when talent isn't executing. And that's what we saw uh, ask, ask Texas A&M that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Texas A&M, Notre Dame. Uh, what was, there were several games this weekend. Uh, Georgia Southern beating Nebraska. I mean, there was multiple games where if you look at the more talented team, there was no reason the game should have been closed. But the other team's laws, Bama was able to sneak one out because of the adjustments that Bryce Young made at the end using his leg. And when Bama finally decided to put a safety over the top of Xavier Worthy, now, when you look at their weapons, they had a five-star quarterback. They had a five-star running back, five-star wide receiver. Texas has talent, but people have to realize the other areas, they executed better than Bama did. Yeah. And, and, and you have to – let's look at a couple things there. Um, the You have the things you just mentioned. But as I was going to break, how good would Alabama have been if you put Golding and O'Brien on Texas and, and Pete Gold – I mean, uh, uh, Patterson and Sark over here? So what, we, what we've done is we, we'll say head coaching makes all the difference. What did we say, uh, Joe, on f- uh, Friday? Texas wins if what? If Alabama makes mistakes, right? And what else did we say? Penalties. The coaching staff. Do what now? Do what now? We talked about penalties and turnovers and making mistakes. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we talked about a lot on Friday. And, and then we said, um, if Sark, if Sark, what Sark has said is true, then Texas has a chance if we make mistakes, right? That's what we said. The reality of it is 
everything that Texas had to do to win happened except for what? This is what this is what this is what I told I, I responded to Heather Dennage. I said Texas has played a perfect game. Even when the Eels was in there, everybody, everybody keeps saying if Ears had stayed in, that how bad we would have gotten beat. What was the score when the Ears got hurt? 10-3, Bama. 10-3. And about to be 10-10. At that point, were you worried about our offense? No. And did the fact that Ears go out impact our offense and defense? I don't know that. So I can't project forward. What I will say is Texas did what Nick Saban did um, a few years ago. Nobody talks about this, but but I used to be on the air with Baron Huber. And y'all know how Saban said he only takes one thing at a, one game at a time, guys. Baron Huber told me that if, after Texas after they lost in the uh, SEC championship game in 2008, in 2009, they practiced on Florida virtually every week for a few minutes to be able to beat Florida. Texas has been marking this calendar, and Texas could be a really good team. They were top 20 offense, and I think they're better this year offensively, especially with the than they were last year. They got a juggernaut coach, guys, as a defense coordinator. He's been a head coach, but we, this dude could flat out get TCU in any game just about uh, as a defensive coach and keep them in it, and it showed up. And, baby, Bo Davis still proves that he's the best defensive line coach in the country. I I, I, I I can't change that. Their defensive line were dogs against us. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, hey, we got to get the break. We got a couple guys calling in. We'll, we'll let you guys uh, end things on the Alabama One Hotline on the other side. This is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Tuscaloosa County has the third most applications on file in Montgomery for medical cannabis licenses. Jefferson County leads the way with 28 requests, followed by Madison County at 19. 13 requests have come from Tuscaloosa County, six from Shelby County. Interestingly, of those, only Tuscaloosa has a local ordinance with the state authorizing a medical cannabis facility to operate. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you. 686-1941. That's 205-686-1941 with locations in Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. Call today. 205-686-1941. Keep it locked into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and Axis and O Sports, Xavier Houston.
Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Uh, man, so many comments to get to. Um, Virgil Williams saying that uh, we were getting beat in the beginning of the game on the deep ball, but made the adjustments and, and I think slowed that down. Our defense will be okay. Uh, you know, the f- problem uh, I have is when we fourth and one, line up in the shotgun, uh, and then absurd play calling. Uh, O'Brien uh, needs to have his uh, – Saban doesn't <laughs> – if Saban doesn't go over and snatch a knot in O'Brien's neck, then we deserve to lose. Uh, he's got to get the Bama factor back. This offense is soft. Uh, that's one thought, one comment there uh, as we look at it. Uh, Tony from Birmingham, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, gentlemen. A um, couple of questions for you, Martin and um, Xavier. Y'all, y'all um, help me out with this. Why don't we continue to run down the, sh- the, the play clock and snap the ball with one second left or barely get it off? Or are, is he purposely trying to start trying to slow the game down, or does you know it's almost like we get in such a hurry, mistakes are made because we're barely getting the playoff. Uh, I think it's a couple and I, things. I, I, and I don't, I, guys. I've said it for years. I, I think Alabama has gone to more of a finesse style offense, hmm. and and I do think it affects your defense because that's the way you practice. You practice against yep. the guys you recruit, but. Um, fellas, we, we're either not developing the offensive line or we missed on that class. I think that we signed two years ago, the Brockermeyer kids and some of them, because, um, guys, we struggled last year to get a, a, a big third and one or a third and two trying to run the ball. And maybe it's his own block. And I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his own block and I'm more of a man blocking guy, but you know, and we haven't had a dog left tackle or right tackle like a Chris Samuels or a, you know, Cam Robinson back in the day or whatever. But fellas, I, I you know, to me the <laughs> offense is the offense is who put the defense in bad positions. We we can't. Yeah, have, it reminded me so much That's of Clemson it. in the title game. We ran ninety nine plays on defense. You just three and out, three and out, five or six times in a row. Yeah. And and we've got to clean that up, guys, because we're going to play. And and to answer your question, hey, y'all, y'all ask. Yeah. I, I got one more call I got to get to. Uh, okay, uh, go ahead, bud. No, no, no. I was going to let you wrap up. But all right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Tony, man, Tony, you're nailing it. And we'll, we'll talk more about your comments on tomorrow because that's part of my question about Wolford and this offensive identity uh, and this offensive line. Hey, Biscuit, Bruce, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin. Man, What's I good? tell you, we have, a, we have a game and everybody's everybody's jumping off the wagon and destroying our I I want to know what, how do you think how do you think Texas dominated us okay all all game day all game day people personnel all they talked about was who Texas has the number one running back in this country the number one the best the goat in the country is their running back Yep. How many yards did he get? How many yards did he get? Yeah, 50, 50 but it's not all in numbers. Fifty-one yards. They they kicked four field goals. They scored a touchdown early in the game and proceeded to kick four field goals the rest of the game. If we if we don't drop five passes, we made every mistake possible to lose that game and still won it. 
I, 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 that's what I, that's what I said. I said they, I, I said that we played a we. When I responded to heavy damage, I said we have played as bad as we could play, and Texas has played perfect, yep. and 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 we still are winning, and then we still won. But Biscuit Bruce, they dominate the line of scrimmage. Just because the running backs didn't do it, if if it doesn't mean that we didn't get pushed around on our defensive line or our offensive line. Now, their dominance didn't result in the points, but if you take a better team, but but here's my thing, Biscuit Bruce. Why are we saying Texas may not? Texas could, that could be the best team we play all year. We're just saying that because of last year and the, where they were ranked. You remember how people ranked Alabama in 2008 after one year? Until we won the SEC, I made it to the SEC championship game. People were like, oh well, oh oh wow, that is a really good team. Clemson was shocked when we beat Clemson in 2008, right? Yeah, they were. Two two quick things though. Let me agree. Let me agree with our offensive line needs work. I, I, there's, there's, yeah. If you watch a game, that's easy to determine. And the other thing is, if you have fourth down and one inch. I don't care what I don't care what running back you have. You put the quarterback under the center, you snap the ball, and you push his butt for two inches. Yes, right. That, that's I right. mean, that's a given call there. I, I don't understand that. Those are two things I agree with, but I don't believe yeah. we got dominated on the field. I really don't. But because we got four drop I got to go, Bishop Bruce, but yeah, man, you got back any time. And, and, and let me explain as I go to break and I'm over. It, this dominance is we got whipped at the point of contact. Okay. They didn't have a, a lot of a success offensively overall, but they still moved the ball effectively, and it was because of what their offensive line did. They did enough to win almost. Come back on tomorrow. We'll continue the conversation right here. We may even get to our good, bad, and ugly. Thanks for all the callers and viewers and chatters. Remember this trust in the Lord. Always lean not you on